Hey, Gabby. Hey, Sophie. We should start a podcast. Oh, my God. We should start a podcast! <laughs> Welcome back. Hello, everybody. How you doing today, Soph? Well, we just went to Tim's, right? Yeah. And I ordered a 10-pack of Timbits without Old Fashioned Plain. Oh, no. Because Old Fashioned Plain sucks. Oh, no. <laughs> Did they? <laughs> no! Guys, they just gave her Old Fashioned Plain. It's 10 Old Fashioned Plain Joe and I. Which is fine. I'll eat them, but like... That is... Oh, my God. You um, should have opened them in there. Jack. Oh, well. That's fine. such a shame. I'm sorry. You win some, you lose some. Clearly. <laughs> What you have you been like reading or watching anything lately? Anything interesting? I just got a book from a friend called Hitler's Secret, Ooh. and she got it from the Scholastic Book Fair from Christchurch. <laughs> <laughs> there was a massive swastika on the cover. Oh, why does that not surprise me though? What is it, what's it about? I have no idea. Oh, okay, so this is a we'll see what happens. I'm pretty sure it's like YA, but like Hitler. Like it's not Hitler, but okay. I was like, like too. What? Teenagers like escaping from Germany, oh, like war. Okay. I don't know. I don't know actually now. But did you read um seventh grade number of the stars? It was like part of the no. lit circle. Oh, hated that book. Hated every second of it. It was such a bad book. That's all I had to say about it. Huh. <laughs> oh my god. Well, do we need trigger warnings for your story? Yes. Okay, let's get into it. Uh, I gotta get serious now because this is kind of a serious story. Uh, trigger warnings for like murder and torture and vampires. What? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is the story of Countess Elizabeth Bathory. And I'm using like the anglicized version of her name because I don't want to butcher the Hungarian version. I feel like I've heard of that before. It is definitely an influential story. She's also known as the Blood Countess. Ooh. And the Guinness Book of World Records says that she is the most prolific female serial killer in history. So she's known for torturing Slay and murdering. <laughs> she's known for torturing and murdering over 600 young women and girls. Oh. From poor servant girls to work on her estate to young noble women who are sent to learn like the mannerisms of like being a proper noble lady. But the craziest part of the story is that it might all be a lie. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. So let's get into it. Her full name is Elizabeth Bathory de Esqued. I'm so sorry <laughs> if I'm saying that wrong. She was born on August 7th, 1560 to Baron George VI Bathory and her mother, who is Baroness Anna Bathory. So she's a Hungarian countess and her family controls Transylvania pretty much. Her uncle is, like, the king of Poland. She's got a lot of family members in high up places. From the ages of, like, four to five, historians believe that she started suffering from seizures, migraines, and mood swings, possibly caused by epilepsy. At age six, she saw public execution. And this was also during an era where servant beatings were the norm, mm -hmm. right? You do something wrong, you smack your servant across the face. So she's exposed to a lot of violence in her early years and onwards. So when she's around 13, she's engaged to Count Ferenc Nadesi, who's a soldier. And when they're 15, they get married. They're both 15? I actually don't know how old he was, but he was a soldier at this point and like a pretty good one. So I think he is an amount older than her. Yeah. And they end up having five kids together. There were a couple sources that said they had four. It's confirmed that they had two girls and a boy who lived past infanthood, 
but one or two died in childhood, as was very common in those days. Some say that before the marriage, though, she had an illegitimate child with a mystery man. And her husband is said to have had this man castrated and torn apart by dogs. Ouch. And the child just gets hidden away. Nobody really knows what becomes of this mystery, illegitimate kid. Her husband, like I said, is a soldier who apparently was like kind of known for his torture methods. And some people say that he actually taught her various torture methods that he would use on the field so that she could use them in her home and get like a pleasure out of it in fact so they're just like sitting around the kitchen table like eating dinner and then it's like what did you do today sweetie and it's like well i did this to this dude and then this to this lady toenails out of a man yeah Yeah. they're like oh interesting she's like writing notes like okay okay." yeah or he i don't know if they're like okay now for a demonstration yeah step one horse servant girl pull up wiki how but it seems like they were not good people yeah from what history tells us oh So while he's away doing his soldiering stuff, Elizabeth is running the estates. She's having lovers. She's living her best life, managing a mass amount of wealth, property, and servants, and serfs, and all of that. Respect. And at some point in this crazy story, there are many rumors that her aunt Clara, who is bisexual, introduced her to orgies and witchcraft, and led her into, like, the sins of being gay dun 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 <laughs> did they practice witchcraft during the orgy i mean i i'm i'm gonna assume that one had something to do with the other you yeah because i feel like in history there's a lot of like orgies and then also like witchcraft right and a lot of like haunted places i feel like i feel like they have to be connected like if you do them separately you know yeah, that's, go for you that's, go that's like your yeah, thing yeah as long as it's consensual yeah exactly witchcraft consensual witchcraft consensual witchcraft consensual orgies. does the the gecko want it's tongue pulled out you gotta ask consensual. yourself the eye of newt does he that's what it is the gecko <laughs> haven't heard that one so in 1604 her husband passes away and elizabeth inherits all of the estates and she moves to pashatis castle and it is at this time that rumors kind of start spreading about what is going on in this castle. Local women who are being sent in to be servants are disappearing. There are tales of people being abducted and never seen again from local villages. And there's this this air of mystery kind of around the whole thing and townsfolks are scared. They say that she murdered... Here's, (laughs) Here's the funny thing. Because there are so many unknown aspects to the story, there are some like crazy ranges. So... Her estimated victim pool could go from half a dozen to 650. Huh. That's that's a large range. So six to 650. Okay. At first, it was mainly servant girls, girls from the villages who she, who wouldn't really cause much of a ruckus if they disappeared, you know, oh, just another servant girl, who cares, they can be replaced. But then later on, it was young noblewomen who are sent to her for training, who start disappearing and their families are, you know, reporting them, they can't find their daughter, their niece, their aunt, you know, and it all points to this Elizabeth Bathory. What was she teaching them? Like, how to be a proper young lady in court. Oh, much. so it's, um, like, that one Barbie movie? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> um, Princess School? You know, when Blair oh gets chosen God. to go to I Princess School? I forgot about Princess School. I haven't watched that in so long. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay. Except she might have really liked to torture them. Oh. And here's where the trigger warning comes in. I'm just going to read off some examples of what she perhaps liked to do to these girls. 
She would cover them in honey and leave them outside for the insects to just attack. She would strip them naked and make them take ice baths in the freezing cold of winter. Hold on. If I was covered in honey and was outside, I would... Lick the honey off? Leave. <laughs> were well, they unconscious or like were they chained down? Or? I'm assuming there was some sort of way that they couldn't escape. Because they could just Cause brush the insects up. Yeah, but they're on her grounds. I'm assuming there are soldiers watching them, you know. Okay. Yeah, I feel like I just get right in, like, where's water, you know? Dump in that. Yeah. Wash myself Lick it off. Get some poo bear around here. <laughs> <laughs> she would drive needles through their fingers. She would cut their nose, lips, and breasts. That was mentioned specifically in several different sources. She would keep servants chained up every night so tightly that their hands would turn blue and spurt blood. Oh, like explode? It says spurt blood. From what orifice? <laughs> Her, their hands. <laughs> There's no holes in your head. I mean... Oh, it's from the, the, the nails. Going yeah, through. probably. Oh, okay. Just popping off. She would beat them to the point where there was so much blood everywhere that they would use ashes and cinder to soak it up. So instead of, like, actually cleaning it, they would just, like, throw ashes and cinder to soak it all up, like, leave it, <laughs> and then sweep it up afterwards. There's a story that she beat a servant in Vienna so loudly that some monks who were in the neighboring room threw pots at the wall to get her to shut up or to get her to stop doing this. Monks, you know? In in her castle? No, she's in Vienna. She's visiting Vienna. Oh, sorry. Missed that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She burned her servants with metal sticks, ironed the soles of their feet, and stuck burning rods into their hoo-hahs. Ooh. Yeah. Ah. yeah. <laughs> Used needles, knives, candles, and her own teeth to cut or cut off servants' genitals. So she would just bite them off? Yeah. Wait. So these are women. These are what women. What is she biting off? The lips, the clit, I don't know. She's just the boob? Nipples. The nipples. Ooh. <laughs> oh no. No. She would make the servants sit on stinging nettles and then bathe them. So she'd like make them sit naked on a chair of stinging nettles. And then, <laughs> your okay, phone's okay, no. TikTok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was because when we were gonna make a TikTok about like our morning, <laughs> I had to wake up really early and I didn't want to forget. So I made my phone screen TikTok oh, to no. remind myself and I just haven't changed it back. Side <laughs> note, you guys. Stinging oh nettles. yeah. So she would make them sit naked on stinging nettles and then, like, shove them into a bath full of stinging nettles and, like, push their head underneath. She would keep them from eating for, like, a week at a time or drinking or anything. And if they got thirsty, she'd force them to drink their own urine. She would force them to cook and eat their own flesh or make sausages out of it and serve it to guests who were visiting her castle. Forced cannibalism. You know, the whole drinking your urine thing, that's a total myth. You're dehydrated. Don't drink your urine because it's just going to dehydrate you even more. Oh, Casey. Because your body's trying to get rid of this. This is something I've always thought about where it's like, oh, like if you're in the wilderness, like drink your own no. urine. But it's like, is that even going to help? Because hasn't your body already taken all of the important stuff out of yeah, it? Yeah, your body's waste. put the energy into taking out those waste products and then yeah. you drink it again and then they have to do the same thing even like more though. But with like less good things out of it. Yeah. So your urine, if you keep doing that, it'll eventually it. become like almost solid pretty sure oh my god yeah so oh don't drink your god. urine guys don't drink your urine you guys i guess that was a good torture method. yeah honestly <laughs> holy crap this is a good one she baked a magical poisonous cake to kill a rival okay magic magical and poisonous okay. not one or the other both huh. she could cast a magic spell that would summon a cloud that was filled with 90 cats to <laughs> torture her enemies 
that doesn't really sound very torturous. <laughs> You're like what mowing the lawn and then like cats start raining down on like you? feral cats oh okay then that would kind of suck yeah but... like feral scary scratchy bitey cats oh. not not nice kittens okay feral cats another story says that she stuffed five servants corpses underneath the bed and kept feeding them like as if they were still alive so i guess she'd just sit there and like shove the food down <laughs> their gullet i don't even know how that would work and she would bury them in places that weren't holy ground and without funeral rites, which was like a really big deal in that day, right? Because mm -hmm. like even when a baby was born, one of the first things they would do was baptize it in case it passed away before it could like make it to a proper baptism. It would still get into heaven and not go to hell. So, so it's like half out of the hoo-ha and then just spray water on it? <laughs> it would be like fresh child baptized drown the child no choice in it <laughs> stunk the head god every time i think about baptisms i think about during the pandemic when they had to use the water gun to baptize <laughs> the babies they should still do that they should i think it's so funny that was aggressive later on stories claim that she would drink and bathe victims blood for eternal youth and there's a story that one day she was beating a servant and some blood splashed on her face and when she wiped it away she's like oh the wrinkles and it's smoother like it's all gone. So she like was convinced that she discovered this kind of eternal youth. I'm pretty sure people still do that. Fixer upper. Yeah, there's the guy who like injects his son's uh, stem cells or whatever into him to make himself look younger. But also, it's definitely like a blood facial is a thing. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think there is some rejuvenating power to blood. I mean, like I think it does make sense in a way. Yeah. But she would like murder girls yeah. and drain their blood <laughs> and then take a bath in it, which is like. <laughs> I, I can't really support that, you like, know? Like, would she have to keep it warm? Because wouldn't it coagulate? Yeah, I guess. I don't. Well, I mean, she's rich as hell, so I imagine she would, like, have people light fires. Huh. There's got to be a way to heat a bath back in the day. I wouldn't don't know. that stain? I don't know. Blood doesn't stain, does it? Like, on human skin. If you wash shit enough. Like, no, but does it stain on you? Like, the, I mean, is she get out and she's pink? Probably. <laughs> and then she have to wash it all away with water. <laughs> with more blood. With, with more blood. <laughs> However, that story, it's kind of first traced to like a hundred years after her death. So it's like, okay, you know, how much, how much stock can you really put into that bit? So after a time, like I mentioned before, she started targeting the young noble women who were sent to her. And that was a big no-no in these days. Because, you know... <laughs> You're saying murdering innocent people is a big no-no? Uh, yes, but they just didn't care when it wasn't someone rich. Oh, that oh, makes sense. Wait a minute. Yeah, that's kind <laughs> wait of how a minute. life is. So in 1610, an investigation is launched by Matthias II, who is the king of Hungary, and he gets Georgi Thurzo to investigate. <laughs> don't, don't, what don't, accent was that? Uh, a lot of them. He's the court palatine at the time, and actually her cousin. But he comes in to investigate, and he says that he speaks to over 300 people who will testify to all of these wrongdoings she's done. Two court officials say that they personally saw her torturing and murdering these girls and there's like in the villages people are happy to talk they're like oh yes you know my aunt's cousin's sister went missing or you know it's, yeah. it's very much there's like a even even as it was happening it seems like there was a lot of kind of lore around it i feel like is a good way to say it mm -hmm. they say that they actually caught her burying a fresh corpse with a badly beaten servant standing by when they go to arrest her well yeah that's pretty uh incriminating it's pretty it's pretty incriminating right there 
So she's arrested and she is imprisoned in her castle for the murder of 80 women. She never officially goes to trial because she was crazy fucking rich and very well connected. But they put her in her room and they brick it up with like a little hole for food and water. Yeah, that's how she spends the rest of her days in this room. How many days? She died in 1614. So this happens in 1610. So four years. She's 54 years old when she dies. Oh, okay. When she's arrested, four of her servants are also arrested and convicted. Accomplices? Yeah, they're charged as accomplices for like helping her bury bodies. It's their job. They're servants. Yeah, right? But it's like, I guess, it's like they had a more active role in it. Okay. Like an active role in the torture and the murder. Okay, but also like if they were to go to like, be like, this is what's happening. Yeah, like people would be like, you're just a servant. You're You're just just a servant. You're lying, right? It's kind of rude of them. So three of them are executed and one is sent to life in prison. And of the three who are executed, two are women and one is a man. The women have their fingers torn off and are tortured. And also they're tortured beforehand in order to get this information out of them for them to be convicted (laughs) guilty at trial. Okay. But as they're executed, they have their fingers torn off and then they're tossed into the fire alive. When the man, it's time for his death sentence, he's decapitated and then thrown into the fire. So they go harder on the woman, per usual. Is it kind of like burning the witch? Yeah, no, literally. Okay. But the question is, is any of this real? At the time, as I said, servant beatings were very common, unfortunately. That was just the day and age that they were living in. But historians are now starting to think that the majority of the story is fabricated or very exaggerated. King Matthias II, he actually owed a huge debt to Bathory. And she was a political threat because she was potentially supporting her cousin who was starting to make kind of a move for the throne. Like he wanted to start a war in order to get the throne. Yeah. The man who was investigating her, Giorgio Thurzo, <laughs> I've definitely said it differently each time. <laughs> letters have been found from a year before her arrest between him and his wife where he's like plotting against her. Funny though, because I found in one of the articles I was reading, they were supposed to be writing in code, but his wife kept forgetting to write in code. <laughs> you had one job. Yeah, so, so that's kind of how they know this information. Uh, <laughs> that's something I would pull. Yeah. But in the letters, they're plotting against her. He's contacting local clergy, telling them to start telling stories to the general population of like all these wrongdoings she's done. And he's like telling them to go, oh, you know, tell your congregations to be wary of Elizabeth Bathory. You know, she's torturing and killing people. Sorry, there's a fly in the room. (laughs) And after her imprisonment, her daughters pretty much immediately came in and took everything valuable they could. And her sons-in-law and her son get the inheritance way before she dies because she's been imprisoned and pretty much like stripped of all of her rights. Yeah. Besides the, but like she's still not put to trial. It's weird because rich people, you know? Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's truly impossible to know the whole story of what happened. You know, like there's no question that she had to be a tough woman. She was controlling huge amounts of land and people and money. She had to keep everything afloat for herself and for her family. And is it just men who came in and wanted what she had and feared her because she was a strong, independent woman and just trashed her historically? I don't know. It's just such a, there's so many conflicting stories and even historians can't agree on whether or not she actually did it. Some people say that she was 
actually part of an inspiration for Dracula, like by Bram Stoker, oh. OG Dracula. But at the end of the day, you just kind of have to make your own judgment. What do you, what do you think Elizabeth Bathory was like? I think you said, but at the end of the day, at least three times. I think I said it more <laughs> than that. <laughs> I don't know. I think she can be a strong, independent woman and still like torture people. Right? And I mean, also, it's got to get boring. And the thing about rich. like the needles and the nettles and like the ice baths is that during this time, you know, medicine wasn't great. So a lot of these were actually like home remedies. Yeah, I mean, right? she's trying to help them. Yeah, like to this day, I mean, my mom used to drink like, or she once or twice had like nettle tea and nettle soup. Mm -hmm. Like it is a homeopathic remedy technically. Yeah. So what is fact? What is fiction? Probably a lot of it's fiction because it is what, 17? 14 16 because <laughs> she was born hundreds. in let me let me double check she was born in 1560 okay and yeah. died in 1614 yeah there's a lot of what we know about you know the early kings and queens of narnia <laughs> of, like narnia. france and everywhere it's all America, just it's a lot of speculation kings and queens? no okay I'm thinking, I'm <laughs> they thinking, had like the british king yeah like, i'm thinking about yeah hamilton <laughs> um a lot of it's yeah just like speculation because there is no real like written record even like Shakespeare yeah. is like was he actually a writer right is it actually one person and I mean it's not like we were there <laughs> I was you, you can't just <laughs> in my second life <laughs> you can't just go up and go miss blood countess did you torture and murder all these people you know do a little interview do a little oh my god so you guys today we have a very special guest okay but where does this take place hungry I don't speak Hungarian though. Uh, it's just pretend it's like the TARDIS. I want to suck your <laughs> But yeah, that's the story of the Blood Countess. Either the world's most prolific serial killer or just a woman doing her best in a time that was really fucking rough. Yeah. <laughs> Leave it up to your discretion to decide. <laughs> I liked it. I like it. Thank you. It, honestly, it was... I, f I don't feel as bad making jokes because, like, it could be speculation also. Like, I'm pretty sure they're all dead by now. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, can I, just, can I just read you? I wrote a little conclusion that I very much freeballed off of because I was very tired when I wrote it. But the last two lines are, so make your own judgments, my love. XOXO, Gabby girl. <laughs> I don't like it. I think I was trying to make a joke off of Gossip Girl and just <laughs> I read it earlier and I was like, no, no. Oh. It was really bad. Could yeah. be Gossip Gab. Gossip Gab. No, I hate it. I really hate it. She's always someone, because I first was introduced to her. There was a website called Rejected Princesses. That in, oh, you were obsessed oh with that God. site. In middle school, like every single day, I would check to see if a new story or comic book had been posted. I was obsessed. You were. Loved it. It was like, he would do like fun little comics kind of telling you about these crazy badass women of history you've never heard about, right? And that was when I first heard about her. Yeah. Yeah. It's just crazy interesting. Thank you for the story. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed it. A lot of torture. Yeah. I'm trying to. I keep. I had a couple different options for stories this week. I kind. I wanted to do a cult. That was what I wanted to do. But all of the cults that I wanted to do had so much child abuse, and yeah, I was like, "That's oh yeah. my god!" I was gonna do the one that like River Phoenix grew up in because I saw something about some ideologies they had that kind of made me giggle. They were like, <laughs> "When you have sex or masturbate, you if it's a sin if like you don't think about doing it with Jesus." But like, if you're a man, you can't be gay. So imagine you're a woman 
and having sex with Jesus. And I was like, that's funny. And then I read more into it. And I was like, oh, child abuse. Mm. So maybe, maybe another time when I have like a proper, when I have like a large amount of time to sit down and do the research so I can like do those stories proper justice. Yeah. So you got stuck with a woman who I think is incredibly fascinating. And I would love to know like the real story behind it. I did read a source though. Sorry, this just kind of came to mind. I read, I don't know how trustworthy it is though, because it was like on one of the websites I was on, there was somebody who left a comment and like they left a source link in their comment. But they were basically saying that because of how records were kept, like when you're baptized and when you're buried, it's pretty hard not to know where you are, I guess, unless you like up and leave your small village and go elsewhere. But for those who stayed, it's like, okay, this is the day they were baptized and then this was the day they died. And there's in between these periods, there isn't like outrageous amount of missing people, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like pretty much everyone's accounted for, like they know where they went or like the fact that they died and were buried in this cemetery, you know, so it's everything's just so speculative. Yeah, it's all speculation. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Anyways, thank you for listening to my rambling. <laughs> yeah, thank you guys for listening. Thank you, you guys. Mucho and subscribe. Preciado. And stay tuned because I'm going to be talking about brats. Oh, brats. Love them. Love them. Thank you.